Star of Esther, and Our Lady of Fatima. In this episode of Signs and Secrets, host Mariana Barthold explores the connections between Esther, the Blessed Mother, and Fatima. Some points include Esther's Hebrew name is linked to the star Our Lady of Fatima wore on her gown. Three reasons why Esther is an eminent historical figure type for Our Lady. And the date of Sister Lucia's death links Fatima to Esther and key Old Testament events. These connections in turn help us better understand the message of Fatima and its urgent relevance for our time. Have you ever noticed a small yellow star, sometimes but not always, featured on a statue or a holy card of Our Lady of Fatima? That star is hidden, and yet in a way it is in plain sight. It's just that it isn't always noticed. Now this star is a profound symbol, long recognized by tradition as the Star of Esther, and what my research uncovered appears to connect it not only to the Apocalypse, but also to the third secret of Fatima. Dear listeners, hello and welcome. I'm Mariana Bartold, the guest host of Signs and Secrets, and it is featured, as you know, by the Fatima Center. I am the author of Fatima, the Signs and Secrets, and Guadalupe, Secrets of the Image, and the host of my own modest channel called Genesis 315. Thanks to the generosity of the Fatima Center, you will find in the description box various links to my works and to my channel. Now what I'm sharing today and in the next episode or maybe two about the Star of Esther and its connection to Our Lady of Fatima and the third secret are generous excerpts from a longer chapter in my Fatima book. So let's get started. The Star of Esther on Our Lady's long white tunic points to the Old Testament history called the Book of Esther, which relates the story of a Jewish queen whose intercession saved her people from annihilation. As the Old Testament records, Queen Esther's mediation allowed the ancient Hebrews to gather themselves together and to stand for their lives on the 13th day of Adar. Now, if you know the history of the Fatima apparitions, Our Lady first appeared to three shepherd children on May 13th at solar noon. Among other things that she said or asked of them, She requested the three shepherd children to return every month through October to the same place and at the same time. In the last episode, entitled, Why the Thirteenth Day?, I explained the significance of the Thirteenth Day to our sacred history. You may recall, too, that Sister Lucia, who had been the eldest of the three children and was the only one to grow to adulthood, thus became the last living Fatima visionary, was called into eternity on February the 13th, 2005. Now, at the time, most Catholic media sources tied the date of Lucia's passing 
on the 13th of February to May 13th, which was the date of the first apparition, and they noticed the um, 13th and the anniversary date of the other Fatima apparitions, with the exception of August 1917. Ultimately, though, these various sources also implied that Sister Lucia's death was a sign that Fatima was finished. Not so, as I discovered. Until Lucia's passing, the magnitude of the 13th of Adar, as it's called in the Old Testament, could not be realized, even by Fatima scholars. But this so-called coincidence caught my attention, and it was then that I researched further and uncovered an illuminating connection. Sister Lucia's death signals that, like the Jews who, on the 13th of Adar, stood for their lives, our own great battle against annihilation has begun. The secret significance of Lucia's date of death has been right before our eyes all the time. It occurred exactly 40 minutes before sunset on the 13th of February of the Gregorian calendar, but in the Hebrew month of Adar. You see, in the scriptures, the 13th day of Adar is one with historical portent. First, it marks the battle through the Persian Empire during the reign of Queen Esther, as you will see in Esther 9, verse 1. Second, it was the date of the Maccabees' liberation of the Holy Land after a four-year combat. See 1 Maccabees 7, verse 3. And third, it is the eve of the anniversary of the infant Moses' circumcision through whom God would give his law and whom the Jews have always revered because he freed his people from centuries of bondage. And as we know, Moses is a figure type of Christ. And so the theme becomes obvious, an epic battle of God's ecclesia against her enemies and the final victory of the Lord. So just as the star that adorns Our Lady of Fatima points to the book of Esther, so does the book of Esther point to all of the Fatima apparitions. Esther's theme centers on secrets and revelations, suggesting that the book of Esther in itself is a figure type for the apocalypse, which is Greek for revelation. The book of Esther appears to encapsulate what Fatima highlights about both the virgins and the church's singular office in salvation history. Esther's star on Our Lady's long white gown directs the church to the history of Queen Esther, who was herself, as St. Alphonsus de Liguori wrote in his work, The Glories of Mary, a great type, meaning figure type, of our Queen Mary. But first, what is a figure type? In its application to the whole of Scripture, an Old Testament figure type is a person, place, thing or event foreshadowing a New Testament archetype, meaning a perfect model or type. The New Testament archetype is always greater than its Old Testament figure type. Our Lord himself plainly alluded to scriptural figure types when after his resurrection he appeared to two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Quote, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things that were concerning him. Our Lord used similar words when he subsequently appeared to the apostles. 
so too Mary appears on every page of the Old Testament, as St. Bernard explained. And as we've already seen in Genesis 3.15, God himself literally prophesied Our Lady as the woman. But she's foreshadowed in many figure types, including, but not limited to, Miriam, Sarah, the foot-shaped cloud of Mount Carmel, Ruth, Anna, Judith, and Esther. We also see her in the Queen Mothers of the Davidic Kings. We see her in the Mother of the Seven Maccabees, just as we also see the Church. We see her in the Spouse of the Canticle of Canticles, the Daughter of Zion, the Burning Bush on Mount Zion, the Ark of the Covenant, the Root of Jesse, the City of God, and the Temple of Jerusalem. Now, in the Apocalypse, the woman, the Virgin Mary, is prefigured by what we could call in plain terms, a type within type. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. This woman is a type of the church, but the eternal church is also a type of Mary, or as some people say, Mary is a living figure type for the church. And so with these examples, one begins to see what is meant by types within types. Now, among the many women who are figure types of the Virgin Mary, Queen Esther is foremost for three reasons. She interceded for her people. Her star appeared on Our Lady's dress at Fatima. And the number 13 is central to her history. There exists depths in the Book of Esther's figure types who were living persons in history. That said, the following comparisons are those most pertinent for the purpose of this study in relation to Our Lady herself and the prophecies that she made through the Fatima apparitions. In the Old Testament, the fourth chapter of the Book of Esther relates the history of a fair and exceedingly beautiful virgin named Edisa, who by another name was called Esther. But in the Old Testament of the Hebrew text, her name was Hadassah, meaning myrtle, which is a white, five-pointed, star-shaped flower. An orphan, Esther was raised by her uncle Mordecai, whose immediate ancestors were carried away from Jerusalem to Persia at the onset of the Babylonian exile. So, Esther was in her uncle's care from the time that she was, as the scriptures say, a little one. And that phrase is a figure type, foreshadowing the Virgin Mary's sublime humility. Mordecai himself is an enigmatic type within type. He seems to embody in his person the faithful in exile, but also St. Joseph, chaste guardian of the Virgin, but also a vizier or a vicar, if not the Vicar of Christ. Esther and Mordecai lived in Susan, Persia's capital city. The Persian king of the time was Asuris, who, in a way, is a figure type for God. And his queen was Vashti. The book of Esther, as I said, is permeated with figure types and opens with the historical narration of the king's feast. To grasp the types one should refer to Esther 1, verse 5, and one will understand that this first chapter alludes to the glory of the heavenly kingdom, the hierarchy of creation, the princes of the kingdom, 
the angels, and the Garden of Paradise, even to the first woman, Eve. Now, at the time, Vashti, the queen, made a feast for the women in the palace, where the king was used to dwell. However, on the seventh day of the second feast, she disobeyed the king's solitary command to show her beauty to all the people and the princes, for she was exceedingly beautiful. But she refused and would not come at the king's command. Vashti, this first queen, is a historical figure type that follows, of course, but represents the Lady Eve, queen of the earthly paradise where God himself used to dwell. Like Eve, Vashti forever lost her office when she refused the king's singular command. No more is said of Vashti's fate other than the words of an edict proclaiming that she could come in no more to the king but another that is better than her be made queen in her place. And so after this, when the wrath of the king was appeased, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what she had suffered. Now there's more to this history, which I explain in Fatima, the Signs and Secrets. But in the end, the king issued an edict summoning all of the most beautiful virgins of the land so that he might select a new bride. And as it turned out, the maiden Esther was among them. Now, it was not until the 12th month after all of these manes were collected that every virgin's turn came to go in to the king after all had been done beforehand for setting them off to advantage. This going in to the king represents spiritual union in God, which requires grace, time, and merits. So the book of Esther relates that all of the virgins were given a year's preparation before this going in to the king, so that for six months they were anointed with oil of myrrh, and for the other six months they used certain perfumes and sweet spices. And as shall be seen, a total of four years passed from the time of the king's initial edict before Esther's turn to go into the king arrived. These maidens, who typified the entire line of the Old Testament's holy women, were prepared for a total of 12 months, which is the symbolic number of completion, which I in further detail explain in my Fatima book. Now, like the virgins presented to and accepted by the king, the holy women of God were accepted by the Lord, and yet they were not chosen as his queen. And so again, we see figure types within figure types. For in the Old Testament, for example, myrrh is first mentioned in the book of Exodus, and it is used in what is called the oil of unction, which God commanded Moses to prepare immediately before the building of the Ark of the Covenant, which is another figure type of the Virgin Mary. Myrrh, which in Arabic means bitter, was used for the healing of wounds and bruises, and it was also a symbol of self-sacrifice. Likewise, the other perfumes and the sweet spices in the second six months of preparation are reminiscent of the ingredients in the holy incense, which God ordered Moses to set before the tabernacle of testimony, or tabernacle of the testimony. In all of the Fatima revelations, 
the need for prayer and sacrifice was stressed repeatedly. Now when Esther's turn came to go in to the king, she chose no ornaments with which to adorn herself, but instead she allowed the eunuch who guarded the maidens to choose for her. As our sacred history relates, the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she had favor and kindness before him above all the women, and he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Basti. This event took place in the tenth month, which is called Tabith, in the seventh year of the king's reign, according to the Bible, and I'm using the Duirim. Thus, since the king's feast took place in the third year of his reign, we know that four years passed and a great number of maidens were presented to the king until Esther's appearance before him. And so in this passage, we can easily see why Esther is a figure type of the Virgin Mary, she who is full of grace and blessed amongst all women. And here are just a few examples. The time between Vashti's fall to Esther's appearance before the king is a span of four years. Those four years appear to prefigure the four centuries of Advent. Tabith correlates with the Gregorian calendar's 12th month of December, the month in which we commemorate the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, when Our Lady first appeared in historical time hidden in her mother's womb. When Our Lady, Esther's archetype, appeared at Fatima, she also wore no adornments other than those symbolizing that with which God himself adorned her. One of them, by the way, was the long necklace with a beautiful shining orb, and the other was, as I've already said, the Star of Esther. Thus, Esther, a humble Jewish maiden, became the Queen of Persia, but for a reason established by the Lord. For she became the cause of salvation for her people, just as Our Lady, the true Esther, is the cause of our salvation, and why, in this perilous age of modernism, she came to Fatima, the crown of all Marian apparitions. Now, in the next episode of Signs and Secrets, I will provide further insights into this history, including the secret of the star. And so, until the next time, may God bless you, and may Our Lady Mary keep you and yours under her starry mantle. Salve Regina. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. For more resources regarding the message of Fatima and to support this vital apostolate with a donation, please visit our website, Fatima.org, or call us at 1-800-263-8160. Immaculate and sorrowful heart of Mary, be our salvation. Sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come.